you know, something I haven't figured out yet is how to start a podcast. Like, am I just supposed to say, hey, yo, welcome? Am I supposed to have like a joke of the day? I I just haven't figured it out yet. Send me an email. Hi there, I'm Kelsey. Here on the Save Podcast, I love chatting about the saving work of Jesus Christ and the good work that he wants to do in each and every one of our lives. If you stick around long enough, you'll learn that I, like all of us, am still getting to know Jesus better and better day by day. But I hope what I share on this podcast encourages you into a deeper relationship with him. So come on, let's explore our identity as Jesus's saved. Good Monday morning, everyone. It's Kelsey coming to you from Michigan, of all places. I listen to a lot of podcasters, and I can't say that I have found one that comes out of Michigan yet. So if you have anyone that's exceptional that is in our state, please let me know because I'd love to meet up with them in person. So as we get our podcast started this morning, I just wanted to provide a little bit of background information about myself. Um, I figured it would be helpful kind of understanding where I'm coming from as we move into further discussion. Um, Just kind of really from a zoomed out view to provide that background, I grew up in a Lutheran home where I was given a wonderful biblical foundation. Um, I really, really um, appreciate the work that my parents did um, to help me have a good understanding of the Bible and the history of the Jewish people and what happened when Jesus came to earth and what the disciples were doing in terms of work after he left. Um, However, when I came to college, I realized that I wasn't necessarily living according to what the Bible had said. I came to the conclusion that I either needed to adjust the way I was living or I needed to change my lifestyle to actually align with what I said I believed that was written in the Bible. So that's where I decided to take my relationship with Jesus more seriously. Um, That was really a transformative point in my life. Um, Started to see a bigger purpose for what I was put here on this earth for. Um, Outside of just getting good grades, finishing college and getting a good job, I saw it as so much more. I saw my life as an opportunity to serve Jesus. So because of that, I've been on a few mission trips. I served in Athens, Greece for six weeks on a mission trip with crew. I've also been in New Orleans with the Reach Global Crisis Response Program. And uh, now today, my husband and I are calling an evangelical church home. Um, So we've met a community in Big Rapids Trinity Fellowship and uh, just really appreciate their Bible-centered teaching and how the community there is so welcoming and so encouraging, but also challenging at times and uh, has really spurred us both into growth. Kind of in more lighthearted news and less in-depth, my favorite book in the Bible, I would say at this point is Esther. Um... I really enjoy hearing about what God did through Esther. And even though God isn't mentioned by name in Esther, the work that he does through her is just so evident 
And I think that applies to a lot of our lives sometimes. Sometimes we get into a season where it doesn't really seem like God is there or he's listening or he's paying attention, but it turns out he's orchestrating everything to his glory in the background. Also, I just really uh, appreciated the in-depth study that I got in the book of Esther through a Beth Moore uh, Bible study that I did with a group of women from my home church a few summers ago. My favorite Christian author is John Piper. Um, I His books are a little bit challenging to get through sometimes for me. I have to read like the same sentence maybe four times over to understand what is being said. But I really enjoy his articles, which are found on Desiring God. I think he does a great job talking about the kind of current landscape or current culture that people are living in and how our Christian worldview applies to that environment. And then my favorite podcaster is Allie Beth Stuckey. She is so incredible and so amazing. She is not afraid to share the truth. She also does a great job of sharing how our beliefs apply to the current landscape that we see. Um, And she's just very honest. She gets to the point and uh, I really appreciate her. So welcome, if I haven't said so already, to the first episode of The Saved Podcast. I am so thankful that you are here. Um, I'm actually recording this on the Anchor app. So if you're listening on Anchor, please leave me a voice message or a question, and I'd love to respond to it in the next episode. I want to make sure that this podcast is an open dialogue and isn't me just talking nonstop. Um, I'd rather hear from people who are listening and uh, hear their thoughts, their concerns, their questions, and be able to walk through those together. My plan is to post hopefully about once a week on this podcast. Um, I think it would be great um, to be able to kind of challenge myself to get into the word in a very in-depth level that often. But I also recognize that we're going into summer and um, Casey and I, my husband, are very active and have a lot planned for the summer. So we're going to be all over the place. So there might be a week or two that I miss. And uh, I'm just going into that with this expectation already. So I don't set an expectation that I know from the get-go I can't meet. Um, But in general, what this podcast is about is looking at what Jesus is teaching us in the word and in prayer and discussing how our salvation plays a role in an eternal perspective. I think a lot of us um, are are fighting different battles, whether they seem big or small, um, whether they seem temporary or whether they seem like they'll never end. And I think God has a lot to say about what it means to be saved. And he has a lot to say about the things that we are saved from. So the general kind of format here um, for the Saved Podcast is week by week looking at topics and issues, maybe like perfectionism, like performance, like anger, um, kind of things that our society really ingrains in us, um, comparison, failure, the fear of some things that we have, and like I said, how the fact that we're saved plays a role in that. So this podcast is primarily tailored for people who have a personal relationship with Jesus. But even if you don't, and it's something that you're exploring, I pray that there is something in this podcast that's for you. And that through these words, you hear God's voice and you hear that Jesus is calling you home. So let's get into the content for today. And today I really wanted to talk about what saved means. And just imagine like air quotes around the word saved. 
I think that's something that gets thrown around a lot in the Christian culture. Um, phrases like, I'm saved. Questions like, is she saved? Um, sayings like, I've been saved since I was in grade school. Um, how often do we really think about what those things mean? Um, we talk about it all the time, but do we actually stop and think and say, what does saved mean? What did Jesus save us from? What is salvation? And as I dove into these questions, I kind of came to the conclusion that we need to be able to acknowledge a few things in, in order to understand the phrase or even just the word saved. Being saved isn't just needing a little help. It means we're on the verge of death. And what I mean by that is when we in conversation use the word saved, it's usually in reference to a pretty dramatic event. Someone was saved from drowning. Someone was saved from cancer. Um, Someone was saved from a burning building. And I think that's the weight that we need to apply to the word saved when we're going through our Bibles. Because a lot of times we just think, oh yes, I'm saved. I'll continue on my merry little way. But really we are saved from a life without Jesus. We're saved from what our sin has earned us. And that's the first point I wanna get to is that what we were saved from, that death, that's God's wrath and judgment, which is deserved. And I think that's a hard truth to swallow at first um, because God is good and he is loving and his primary heart for us is full of love. But also we have to understand that because of original sin and because of the choices that we make every single day to disobey God's word and truth and will for us, that 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 sin is that wrath, that judgment, that's a result that's deserved. As we look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, the word states, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. So I think that passage does an excellent job of talking about how God's wrath and judgment against us for our sin is deserved. 
We're disobedient, guys. We screw up all the time. No matter how much we want to compare our lives to other people and say, well, at least I'm not that bad, or at least I did that a little bit better, or at least I get a little bit better grades, or at least I don't swear, or at least I don't drink as much as that person. We think that somehow we're better than each other. But the word clearly states that we all deserve God's punishment. But just like we all deserve God's punishment, we're all saved from God's punishment through Jesus. God loved us so much that he sent his only son for us so that we wouldn't experience an eternity separated from him. So that instead, we could live into our full purpose and our full design of spending an eternity with him. So that's the first point that we need to acknowledge when we're talking about salvation is that we are saved from something which is terrible, which is serious, which is death, which is our sin. I think the second thing that we need to acknowledge when we're talking about being saved is we need to be able to have the ability to look back on that saving work and recognize it as God's saving work, that it was all God and that it's not us. In that Ephesians Um, chapter passage, really, Um, we talked about how God raised us up for Christ's glory so that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace. That verse does not say anything about Jesus saving us just so that we could have a good life so that we could live a life free of tribulation, so that we could live a life free of persecution and hardship. But instead, we are saved for God's glory. It's not about us. It's not about how good we are. It's not about how hard we can work. But it's about God doing something that we never would have been able to do by ourselves so that he could receive all of the glory. And that's something I want to put a special emphasis on today is that in Ephesians 2, we just went over verses 1 through 7. The verses after 8 through 9 say, For you have been saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Again, it's not about us doing enough good things, giving to enough charity, going to church often enough, being good enough, pleasing other people and being well-liked. And anytime we believe that lie, I think we're committing a sin. I think that in those moments, we are taking the focus off God and making him smaller so that the story can be about us and we can be larger. But friends, I want you to remember that this saved that we talk about in this podcast, it is saved for God's glory. So that's the second point, is that when we're thinking about the word saved, we need to recognize that it's God's work for his glory and nothing that we can attain by ourselves and frankly, nothing that should be focused on ourselves. Finally, the third point that I think we should think about is that we are saved and we are continually saved. And what I mean by that is because of Christ's work on the cross, because he paid the debt that we were supposed to pay, we have been saved. 
At the same time, I think we are continually being saved by growing into a deeper, more personal relationship with God. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 through 13, it says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. A way I like to describe this is the already and the not yet. We already have been saved. But at the same time, we are not yet to the full glory that God has in store for us when Jesus comes back to this earth to reconcile us to him. And that's what I mean by we are saved and we're continuing to be saved. We have been saved by the work of Jesus on the cross, and we are continually inching towards the glory that God has in store with us as we grow, grow closer to the reckon, excuse me, to the resurrection, the second resurrection, the second appearing of Christ. Whew, I'm on a roll here, guys. I got to grab a drink of water. So why is this important? Why is it that I wanted to take the time every week to hash through some of these difficult concepts, um, to record this stuff, kind of what's the bigger picture here? Why are we talking about what it means to be saved? And kind of not only what it means, but what it means for our daily life. How are we supposed to apply it? I think the first point is that because we are saved, we cannot live like prisoners. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, it's written, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. In Romans chapter 6, verses 17 through 18, it's written, But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and are now slaves to righteousness. So those two passages, I think, have a lot for us to, to unpack, and I don't want to go too in-depth into it, um, but just really apply the heart of those messages. In Galatians, talking about not being burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Think about the things that we are prisoner to when we try to rely on ourselves and instead of Christ. For example, I'm a prisoner to perfectionism. I'm a prisoner to performance. And I'm a prisoner to people-pleasing when I am trying to rely on my own strength instead of the strength of Christ. Essentially what I'm doing when I lean back on those tendencies is I am walking back into the jail cell that Jesus has cut open for me. And the door is wide open still. It's not like I walk back into that cell of, of people pleasing or I walk back into that cell of performance and all of the sudden, the door slams shut behind me because Jesus just thinks I'm a lost cause. No, because of his love, he opens that back door or he opens that door back up and says, Kelsey, come out of there. And if I continue to sit on the bench in that cell, I'll continue to live as a slave to sin. But instead, I can trust Jesus. I can take his hand. I can walk out of that cell. And I can be a slave to his righteousness. And I cannot think of anything more beautiful than that. 
Additionally, when we continue to live like a prisoner, when we fail to recognize what we've been saved from, when we fail to live into the freedom that is in Christ, it keeps us from doing God's work. A lot of times, those challenges that each and every one of us face lead to self-doubt, maybe even self-loathing, into self-focus. Again, the story becomes about us. And when the focus is on us, the focus is not on doing God's work, which is sharing the good news. Whether that means very um, very openly and explicitly sharing the gospel, or that means paying for the person behind you in line, or that means sharing a smile with someone who needs it, or that means going the extra mile in your household in taking care of a chore that your spouse usually does. Or that means spending a little extra time with your kids and putting your phone down. Maybe that means helping your neighbor do their spring cleanup. Maybe that means saying yes to volunteering with a local organization. It means doing the things that otherwise would be challenging. Spending time on other people instead of ourselves. That is how we share the good news daily. Also, I think continuing to live like a prisoner keeps us from bringing heaven to earth. Yes, God will bring a true and perfect version of this world when he comes again. But at the same time, we are called to bring beauty and order into this current world so that people may know more of him. We're called to do art to his glory. We're called to make music to his glory. We're called to make our home sanctuaries for people to enter into. Warm, inviting places. And when we're focused on ourselves, it keeps us from bringing heaven to earth. Also, I think it's important to talk about what the word saved means because it helps us practice humility. We need to remember that we all have something we need to be saved from. There's not any one of us that is better than the other. We are all equally depraved. We are all equally lost. We are all equally hurt without the salvation of Jesus. And I know that's hard to think of. And I know that's tough to look around and see other people that you might be comparing yourself to and saying, oh, she's better than me. She doesn't struggle with this. Oh, he's better at work. He works harder than I do. Oh, This person doesn't have to study as hard. They're better than I am. Oh, this person serves at church more often than I do. God must value them more. Oh, this person's able to give more in their offering every week. I guess that means God's measure for love for them is so much greater. I think remembering what the word saved means, remembering what we're saved from, remembering who did the saving, helps us remember that we each are on an equal platform before God. And that platform is the ground at the foot of the cross. So I thank you guys so much for just sticking with it with me for this far. If you've made it to this point and you have uh, heard me talk for the last however many minutes, I just really appreciate you being here. And uh, I'm so thankful for you. And just pray that what I shared today speaks to you and helps you to live to God's glory. 
So we already kind of touched on this, but what to expect from this podcast. I hope to be talking to you again next week. And my plan is to go through some of the big issues and challenges that each and every one of us is facing in our life. Judgment, division, comparison, doubt, strife, addiction, sexual sin, perfectionism, performance. Each week, I'd like to be able to bring on each one of these topics and discuss what the Bible has to say about it and discuss what Jesus has to say about it and how we can live our lives differently in light of that. So our chats won't always be cushy and they won't always be snuggly. And yes, I hope the good news of the truth is forefront of my message, but we're going to have to be ready to dive kind of into the tougher things and explore um, what it is really that we need saving from. This is an open and honest dialogue. So if you ever hear me chatting about something and think I've misspoke or that I'm not getting it right, I would hope that you would reach out to me and let me know um, so that I can make a correction on the next episode. Um, The email that you can reach me at is thesavedpodcast at gmail.com. Or like I said, if you're listening on the Anchor app, you can leave me a message and uh, we can hear you be featured on this podcast as well. So this week, guys, just remember, we are all going to learn something. We are all God saved. The work that God is doing in each and every one of us is equally as miraculous. So thank you so much for being at the Saved Podcast today. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. Please leave me a review. I would appreciate it so much. And I look forward to talking to you next week. 